When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a drop of straight talk you can't get anywhere else. We discuss the whiskeys to drink, music to listen to, and what it really takes to be an effective leader. I'm your host, Galen Bingham, the leadership strategist. Tonight's guest, former NFL player, Marcus Ogden. Hey, what you drink? I want to bring it back to this, and we can get into this piece of the conversation because jazz. Now, I, I, I am on record for saying that I love jazz literally, but I also love the metaphor uh, that jazz brings to my mind. You, you had to earn points with me when you said that your favorite jazz musician is Miles Davis because I uh-huh. quote Miles Davis every other episode. So Miles Davis is is my dude. Uh, and so big, big points for you there. It's the metaphor for me that really drives a big part of this conversation. I'd love for you to help me with it because for me, the metaphor is you've got to get from where you are to where you're supposed to be on time and in key. And there may not be sheet music for you to follow, but you got to figure it out. And uh, as you described your career uh, and your career journey, I just really sensed a lot of jazz that, you know, you had to get from where you were and it meant taking some deviations into a lot of places that I'm sure you didn't anticipate going. So talk to me a little bit about how that metaphor fits uh, your life and the work that you do now. Well, yeah, because after my NFL career, I had to make adjustments to life and go through trials, tribulations to figure out what I was going to do next. I then started a business I knew nothing about. I had no construction experience. I didn't know anything about estimates or concrete or demolition or earthwork. Jumped into it, struggled, and had some massive success. Built a major company, lost it all in 90 days because of ego, um, just being very self-centered, being just very focused on himself and not focused on people in general. So lost that business, lost everything I owned, had to start over, worked a couple of jobs, fired from both those jobs in a short amount of time, then had to work as an entrepreneur, slow, steady. But as my kids started going into football practice and, and games, the sessions and trainings got less to make more money, took the job as a custodian was feeling rock bottom, feeling really bad. And God provided me the rock bottom that I needed with the spoiled milk moment. And I had to get myself back off the ground, off the curb and get back self, myself back into the game of life. And again, it was not easy. I just didn't start speaking in September, 2013 after the spoiled milk moment has had massive success and get hired everywhere. No, it didn't happen like that. Literally, it took me two and a half years to get a paid job. I did a lot of free jobs, 
but free don't pay the bills. <laughs> so I'm working as a football private instructor, seven on seven, yo, camp owner, birthday clown at birthday parties, working as a custodian, working all these different jobs just to barely make ends meet while pursuing the dream that I had of being a speaker. And then again, I remember like getting, you know, negative feedback or well, actually it was constructive feedback from friends that I knew and people that helped me and things like that. It was hard to hear. And then it's discouraging because you're not making any money and you want to get going. And then it's just really hard and yada, 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 yada. And, you know, now where I'm at after years of being trained and developed and learning how to read crowds and learning how to speak and not get stage fright, learning how to talk on podcasts and not, you know, say the, the words that a lot of people say just in general passing, the ums, the ahs, all those things. I've had to train myself and it's taken years to get here. So it's a lot like jazz where you want to play a song or you want to, you know, hit a note. And sometimes the, you know, the instructions or sometimes, you know, what you, the melody is sometimes what you have to follow. The clip notes, the show notes, the music notes, whatever. You don't really have a clear cut path to do that. And that's why I like Miles Davis. I mean, from what I have heard and what I've heard about him, it didn't matter where he was. If he did make a mistake playing, which I'm sure everybody has always done in their career, you never knew it because he could just continue to flow with the melody. He can continue to move. That's like great singers. I mean, like, you know, you think of people like, honestly, one of the best pure voices ever is Whitney Houston. Like when she sang the national anthem of the Super Bowl, like literally the whole crowd was like, just like ready to just to like, you know, melt down and be in tears. I mean, she just had probably one of the rawest, best music voices ever. Think about people who were great comedians like Richard Pryor, who was one of the best comedians. You think of like great actors, you know, who like, uh, like Denzel or Morgan Freeman, right? All these people have had ups and downs, curves and sways in their life, right? And that's what music is. That's what life is. If you think life's going to be straight line, you start here, you finish there, forget it. And I tell you all the time, Understand this, when you start having success, and Steve Harvey says it best, the more success you have, the busier and less time you have for yourself. Because you're always on the go. Like I'm doing a podcast here after I finish, have a coaching call after this, then I have another podcast. I've been working since my first call today was at 8. Yeah, it was 8 a.m. I won't finish tonight until 7.30. You know, so point is, is that you have to be willing to go with the ebbs and flows in music, in life, no matter what you do. That's it, man. That that is it. And yeah, I, I've got to I've got to seize this this moment to share a Miles Miles Davis quote that speaks to exactly what you just said. I mean, he's you know Miles Davis said that if you hit a wrong note, it's the next note that you play that determines whether it was good or bad. And, you know, it's just so important that you keep going to your point, knowing that things happen. But if you let that get in your way, if you let that stop your pursuit of your goal, then you're never going to get there. You're, you're never, ever going to get there. Um, mm -hmm. And I can't think of a scenario more compelling than the one that you just described, uh, because you had to, in my opinion, you had to have had some sort of just commitment to I'm going to get to the other side, uh, regardless of all these 
barriers, all of these setbacks that were in your way. Tell me about the mental, the mental commitment that it takes to go through everything that you've been through. Oh, your mindset has to be one that bends, but never breaks. My mindset bent so many times with my bankruptcy. I mean, people don't understand, like it took me almost a year so it took me between 12 to 18 months to completely be able to pay off my bankruptcy attorney, which was $3,300, $3,300 to protect myself from over $5.5 million of debt. And it took me 12 to 18 months to pay that off because I was so financially strapped, getting fired from jobs. You don't make a lot of money when you start out football training. So I had to try to pay $400 here and then pay the bills and then pay $300 here and then pay the bills. And just, you know, if I was a, if I was in the black any months, took that money, paid down my attorney to get that process going. I had 177 creditors on my mm. docket. 177. And I tell you all the time, if you think that my life has been easy and it's just been like free flowing because I'm doing so now as a speaker and a coach and best-selling author and a podcast co-host, yeah, now we are doing really well. But to get here, it was an all-out war. It was an all-out war against myself because there was a lot of days where my mindset almost snapped and broke. And that's what happens, I feel. Great athletes, great people their mindset bends, which is normal. Stress, anxiousness, life, anxiety, you know, all that stuff happens. Got it. But when it comes time to actually focus on getting yourself in the right mindset, if your mindset doesn't ever break, you have a chance to win. And I tell you all the time, you better be committed to the full journey. Otherwise, don't even bother starting. People say, Marcus, how did you go two and a half years without a paid job? Well, I worked other jobs to be able just to get by. I never, ever stopped working because my wife and I had a, my daughter at the time. So my wife wasn't working because you know, it didn't make any sense for her to work because of childcare and all that. So literally, I put the family on my back and I worked and I did this and I worked and I did this and I trained and I made little appearances here and there. And, you know, I worked at the birthday party clown. I mean, I did all those different things, ran a seven on seven league and, you know, made appearances to do whatever I could just to make a few bucks here, there. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sense that you have to stay committed to the what, uh, even when you don't understand the how. Yep, absolutely. And you got to be committed to the what you're doing, but you have to remember why you're doing it. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, it's easy to say, I'm done. I'll throw the towel in. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to quit when you don't know what your why is. Wow, wow. So now let's bring this back to the to the third part of the trifecta here, leadership, because I know that, that that's something you and I share as well, is just this commitment to leadership. And I heard you talk about that earlier in this conversation, uh, but I just, I've heard so many great lessons that you've learned that helped you get to where you are now, because I, you, you said earlier that in the beginning, it was kind of about you, right? It was kind of about you and what you can do and what you and who you are. And um, that ended in bankruptcy with 177 creditors. 
and then I heard a shift where you're now talking about we. This is what we do. This is ours. Tell me about that shift. What what caused the shift, and and what's the benefit of of thinking about others, possibly at the same level that you were thinking about uh, only yourself in the beginning. When you lose everything, you learn to appreciate everything. And I lost everything. Home, cars, money, credit cards. I went from an 850 credit score down to a zero. I went from having, a, from having millions of dollars in the bank in my personally and with the business to having $400. I owned a home taken away from me, had two cars that I owned taken back by the repo man, by the person I was paying the, uh, the car note to. Literally, like just nothing. Like I had to start over completely. And when you lose everything and you learn to appreciate everything, if you're lucky enough to get it back, you need to learn that valuable lesson. And that's what I learned. And I learned a really valuable lesson, you know, in that regard. And because of that lesson being learned, I was able to learn that everything we do in life, right, it's a team. So like now I have a phenomenal publicist, I have a phenomenal content creation partner, uh, I have a phenomenal website designer, videographer, trademark and patent person, bookkeeper, attorney, CPA. And because of that, right, I've learned that everything we do needs to be aligned around a shared vision. Otherwise, why even bother doing it? Because it's not going to last. It's not going to work. It's not going to sustain. So I tell people all the time, if you're not trying to actually work with someone on a full scale approach to actually figure out how to actually help them get where they're trying to go, don't even bother trying to get the business going. Don't even bother trying to work this thing out because this is not going to work. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of lessons there. There are so many lessons there. You know, the other thing that that I have said to a lot of people is you, you, you've got to, at a certain point, you got to grow up your business and you can't work with uh, Ray Ray or your friend who kind of does this thing or, you know, your your cousin who's kind of good with numbers. If you If you actually want to have a legit business, you need to work with professionals that know how to do this thing for real. Uh, and sounds like that's what you're doing now, man. You've surrounded yourself with professionals that can help you elevate your game. T tell me how important is it for you uh, to make sure that, you know, in the adages, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to find another room. How, how important is it for you to surround yourself with professionals, um, at, you know, as you're in this, this phase of your career? It's everything. Because, you know, if you, I had to literally fire myself, which I'm fine with, from running my social media because my new publicist and my content creator, who's always been here, they now have a schedule of social media, what to post, what days to post, what times to post. And you know what? I'm sitting back, I'm following their lead, and the, and the social media has been far more engaging. And you know what? I had control of that for years. And I've made this decision, you know, if I'm going to bring somebody in to work with us in every facet, we had website cover, content creation, trademark patent, videographer, bookkeeper, trademark, excuse me, bookkeeper, accountant, lawyer, all that was covered. We brought in a publicist uh, that's been our last hire. And so she's, she's been with us now for a little over a week. 
And I said, okay, we're going to let her do what she says she needs to do to get us where we need to be. So I'm going to give complete control to her to run what needs to be run and let her do her thing. And that's what great leaders have to do. Sometimes you have to lead from the back and it's not leading from the back. You have to be the foundational leader that people that you're serving can build their verticals to elevate themselves. By therefore, if they're elevating themselves, they elevate you at the same time. So great leaders are like the foundation of a building. Like they are the the pad that the building goes on and is built on. If the foundation is strong, if the leader's strong, everybody can win. If the foundation has cracks, if the leadership has cracks, it'll never ever get built to its full capacity. Oh my. I mean, I, I, I've been fond of saying uh, every success and every failure begins and ends with leadership. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to build a successful anything without a strong foundation. And it just, it really sounds like you're, you're approaching things the right way. You're doing them the right way. How, how similar, I got to ask, because I mean, you've got an NFL experience. How similar is that approach to uh, the beginning part of your NFL career? Um, were, were there professionals around that you had to depend upon? Uh, tweak your approach to what maybe what you've been, what you had been doing your entire, your entire life? Oh, absolutely. You have to elevate your game to the highest level possible to not just make it to the NFL, but stay. Because if you're not going to elevate and you're not going to get taught by the veterans and the coaching staff and bring that overall perspective, then you won't last long because the game is too big, too fast, too strong. And you have to be willing to work with players, get the training you need, make the adjustments, learn how to position yourself. And then from there, you can make it so. But if you're just kind of going up thinking you know everything with a John Wayne attitude that you're the best of the best, you know what? You know, you might be. But if the veterans feel that you're not willing to learn and listen to them, they're going to stop talking. And if they stop talking, that is your conduit. That's your line to figure out how to adjust to the game faster. And you won't be as good because you're not going to adjust as fast because the veterans that could be teaching you are not talking to you. Wow. That's amazing, man. I, I'll tell you, I, I would love to carry this conversation into our VIP room because you just I don't get to have uh, such a multi-faceted uh, conversation with someone with your experiences. So if you got a few more minutes, man, I got to drag you into the VIP room. Sounds good. Before I do, though, man, you got to share. You got to share with everyone. How can folks get a hold of you if they want to check out some of this incredible work that your team is doing? If they want to book you to come in and talk to their organization, how can they get a hold of you? They can go to our website, www.marcusmarquesogden.com. They can connect with us. And let's just have a chat. And you can email me at Marcus at MarcusOgden.com. Connect with us. Reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. Oh, man. Well, hey, man, we're going to continue this conversation on the other, on the other side of this velvet rope. Uh, but for those who have not become a VIP, uh, man, this has been an incredible conversation. I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, sharing your experiences, not, not only the experiences 
of where you've been and and access to what you're currently doing, but just talking about the journey. Uh, because like you said earlier, man, so many folks think that it's just a straight line. And if and if and if I've got some troubles along the way, then that's a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I'll tell you, man, your your story just highlights that um, your what uh, and your why uh, can overcome any kind of how, any kind of obstacle that might get in the way. So I just want to thank you for sharing your message and and thank you for continuing to persevere, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, my friend. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Hey, it's not too late. Hit that subscribe button so you're sure to catch the next episode. If you're really enjoying the vibe, leave us a review or become a VIP for guests and show exclusives. Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.